Welcome back, everyone, to a Slab Stocks podcast. Today we are here to talk about the basketball market in general and how it's pretty much been exploding over the last month. Um, it's been a, been a little bit since we did a podcast. Nate's here with me, of course. Yep, 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 yep. I am here. Uh, on vacation, lots of different weddings, doings Weddings and bachelor parties and the national, and yeah, recovering it's... from the national, <laughs> vacations, and I was at my parents' house for a while, so... Yeah, We're going to get back into it here. Oh, yeah. Back in the swing of things. Twitch stream Tuesday starting up soon, so look out for that. Oh, yes. If look out had, for that. Very if you guys exciting. like Xbox, because we have Xbox, maybe PS4 later for some LMB the show. Down the line if we have extra income. <laughs> uh, but let's get back to focus here. So, prison basketball oh, Should we do ads first? Culver's? This podcast brought to you by Culver's. Delicious. <laughs> Double. Bacon butter burgers. And a side onion rings. Occasional mm. chicken tenders. And a root beer to top it off. Root beer is really good there. This was also unpaid for by Culver's, just I wanted to have you guys think about it more. <laughs> Perfect. So, over the last month, certain cards in the prison basketball market have started to go up a lot. Actually, the 2017 top three rookies have trended very, very well. A couple from 2018... But we want to condensely talk about the 2017 and the 2018 draft classes and the Prism Silver Rookies. Uh, condensely award? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. Let's find out. <laughs> As Nate finds out, but uh, the PSA 10 markets for these players um, and how they've trended and where you might be able to look to find a deal right now going into the season because some of the stuff, quite frankly... Uh, has pretty much already topped the ceiling of where I thought that they could hit by midseason. Like Don, Donovan Mitchell, he was around 180, 190 in uh, June, then in the end of July around 225, and now he's up to 305. So I was hoping for 300 midseason, and they're at 305, making it hard harder to go there, unless the whole market's going up. But by the looks of this, it's just certain guys. So I don't think it's like every single card's going up to, uh, you know, Yeah, half. It's, it's, it's your it's obvious... A, for at least two years ago, it's kind of your obvious stars that yeah. are going up. And we'll, we'll, we'll hit into those a uh, little bit deeper, but... A little bit of a side note here. Uh, condensely, not a word. What would the word be? <laughs> I don't think condense is the word you want to use there. Just letting you know. All right. <laughs> I, just, I just said condensely. That's definitely not a word. And so for all our listeners, condensely, not in the English language. In Aaron's language, though. It is now, though. <laughs> it has officially been used probably for the first time in uh, human history. All right. So let's start here with 2018. Um, try to grab the guys that were going for the most money, which are also happen to be the ones that are traded the most often just because they get graded more and they get sold more and purchased and sold more. So we went with DeAndre Aiden, Marvin Bagley, Luka Doncic, Jaron Jackson Jr., JJJ. Trey Young and Shea Gilgis Alexander. We threw in a wild card there for the six one because he's actually had a pretty nice uh, trend over last month with the dealing of Westbrook to Houston, giving him a little bit more leash, even if Chris Paul is still there. But Chris Paul will probably be traded sometime this year. Yeah, if I was a betting. And man. even if he wasn't traded this year, he's still it's going to be gone after this year, anyways. So almost positive. He's not a free agent after he's, next year. He's got a lot of money left on his contract, like three years. Really? Yeah. Two well, years, and like the last year is like $45 million owed or something like that. Huh. 
Yeah. Either way. Still see uh, Shea having quite a bigger role there with, with Chris Paul than with Russell Westbrook. I think oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely for sure. Well, but, a, better, a better person to learn from anyways on how to actually play the point guard yeah, position. Yeah, very true. Um, not taking away from Russell Westbrook's uh, stat stuff, even though it's pretty incredible, the numbers that he puts up. But over the last month, so basically pulled some prices from July 23rd to 27 area to now August 25th, 26th. Sometimes um, there's not a recent comp for like a guy like Jason Tatum. It's 10 days ago just because 2017 they sell uh, less often than 2018. Um, productions went up every year for Prism. 2017-2018 are the closest together, so these prices can be the most comparable. Um, but if you look at a guy like... Uh, back in 2013, Giannis, who obviously is way above any of these guys we're going to talk about now. Yeah. Just his cards are produced at way lesser rates, so it's way harder to compare them. Um, but what's, what's weird is how much are Giannis's PSA tens going for? Five hundred. Four hundred seventy-five. Five hundred. The fact that Giannis's PSA tens. So that's go a base. For less. That's a base. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes, base to silver. We're <laughs> the good. PSA ten silver is like three and a half, four thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah, bigger, much bigger difference. <laughs> I was about to die. I mean, I love Luca, but I was about to die. Yeah, so Luca's silver PSA ten uh, started at five hundred thirty in July twenty fifth. Now sitting around six hundred twenty dollars. If you did a quick flip, you'd make a couple bucks here uh, after the eBay fees and whatnot. Um, but Luca is one right now that I like him as a player going forward. Do, do I think that the silver PSA ten would go up? Maybe. In a couple of years, it's just so high right now that I'd want to focus elsewhere on his cards. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you can go and buy other Prism Parallels, stuff like that. But personally, I'd rather buy an ungraded red number at $299 for, you know, 300 bucks rather than a silver PSA 10 for 620 Yeah. You know, going into the season, Luca's got a ton of hype. He scored 20-some points a game last year, which is the highest for a teenager in his rookie season. I think that he'll be a good long-term play if you're looking to make money within the first half of the season. I think that's where we'd like to focus this podcast in, first half of the season to end of the season range, um, just because that's the most immediate payoff that you guys can see. I wouldn't be looking at Luka. That's a lot of money to fork up for a six- to seven-month investment. Yeah, he's definitely your long-term yeah. type of thought. Where, you know, yeah, he could drop some nice games, but how many people are going to want to then spend 900 versus if you buy... Jaron Jackson Jr. for a hundred bucks right now, you know, averages like nineteen, eight and three with two blocks a game to start the year, shooting thirty five percent from three, and those are definitely more than a hundred dollars at twenty years old. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on that? I'm excited for JJJ. Yeah. I'm hoping just as long as he stays healthy. And even more about JJJ is that a month ago they were selling for. Around ninety five, and now they're selling around a hundred. The market really hasn't moved much, so it's still a good time to buy. Um, normally, even just more general speaking, the basketball market in the past, I've seen that as a season ends, prices drop, and then you know they start to pick up back up in September again, uh, leading into October when the season starts. Much like every sport, however, right now the market has been on a very gradual gain since the end of the season, pretty much all the way around. Even guys like JJJ who are the bottom of what I would say the price level is right now because he is the cheapest out of the top five guys and even cheaper than Shea right now, which get, is pretty crazy. Get this. 
PER wise last year, JJJ or PER. PER was uh, where is that? Sixteen point four, which is above average. He's a big man, but power forward big man more so than back to the basket type guy. Yeah. Uh, but nineteen points per thirty six minutes. He had nineteen points, six and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, one and a half steals, two blocks. I mean, only two turnovers. Nineteen years old. Playing on a kind of dysfunctional Memphis team. And not even physically up to the standards that he can be. Shooting 36% from three. <laughs> it's pretty dominant. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Marvin Bagley. I like DeAndre Aiden. Shooting I think 77% that, from free throw. That's a huge plus, too. I just think that if you look at Aiden and Bagley, their ceiling's much lower than a guy than like Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. But their, their floor is higher. Yeah. They'll be quality players. Um,. But Jaron Jackson Jr., just to get it out in the front, for both of us, I feel like would be the number one play right now if you're looking to invest in the 2018 prison market. It just makes too much sense based off of what Nate just said. And after that, Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> or Sweet McKaylick or Devontae Graham. Yes. All the guys that Nate likes that no one else will ever buy. Yes. <laughs> the go-tos, in my mind, anyways. And then if you look at, say, Trey Young, July 25th, $200. August 25th, 225. Pretty much where they're at around when he is really hot during the season, 225. I still feel like for Trey Young, there's much room to grow. Um, I think that he's one of the best facilitators I've seen out of a point guard in recent drafts. And he's got a lot. They did a really good job of getting complimentary pieces in the draft. Right. The 2019 draft to put around him. Yeah, and even John Collins is a great and piece. And Kevin Herter that are already yeah. there. There's a lot of guys on that team that will work nice with nicely with Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter. That's a new one, right? Mm-hmm. Should be another good fit there. The team is trending in the right direction. It feels like what people were, you know, expecting. Uh, Devin Booker would start to get talent around him. DeAndre Aiden, obviously a great talent. Not much else there though. With the Hawks, I feel like that there's more to bank on. Also, they play in the East, which makes it way easier to make the playoffs in the next two years than in the West. Uh, the Hawks also got Cam Reddish. Yeah, Cam Reddish. And Pretty good flyer. They trade away their pick, I think, though, to move up. Did they? I think so. I know they had yeah, three, but like they only it. drafted two. Yep. Um, so Trey Young, another nice placer. Now, I see a lot of people talking about Trey Young. On Instagram and stuff, his base rookies were selling for like five dollars like a month ago. Now they're going for over ten, ungraded. Um, I don't know if that was just a market deficiency between the ungraded and the PSA ten, but now it's around ten dollars per base, forty-five dollars per PSA ten. In the past, it was like five to forty. Maybe people are starting to realize that's easy money if you can actually get your cards within the next four months and not two years. <laughs> um, but that's a that's another nice spot I'd say in the 2018 market but obviously you know DeAndre Aiden and Bagley are great players Nate do you see any way that those guys do we discuss their prices I talked about Trey on stuff and JJJ do you want did we talk about no well DeAndre for uh we took obviously Aaron covered this earlier we took a month difference here August 25th DeAndre was 110 July 25th 97 Bagley on the 25th of August was 115 on July 25th was 102 so they haven't been moving as much as um, the guards have. Your Don, your, your Lucas, and your Youngs, and your Shays. Um, 
they're obviously really nice players. I think Bagley fits in really well with what the Kings are trying to do. I think with an extra year on that team, he'll fit in even better. I expect kind of a, I, I could see a, a uh, increase in stats for him. Obviously, mm-hmm. sophomore year, you expect an increase in stats anyways. Yeah, but more, a, a pretty nice bump. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. He was really, really good last year. I just feel like the Suns are very dysfunctional as a yeah. franchise, um, which is funny to say because I just complimented Bagley and the Kings, which were a dysfunctional franchise until last year yep. when um, Heald and De'Aaron Fox uh, were awesome. Were awesome, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it only takes one year to turn your tune from dysfunctional to competent. Yeah, pretty quickly. Um, but until I see that happen... And we haven't seen it. And they just tr- they drafted Josh Jackson fourth, and then <laughs> traded him away with DeAnthony Melton for nothing. Yeah, for literally, quite literally Kyle Korver and Kyle Korver, who they bought out, and uh, I forget what the other piece of that trade was. Am I imagining things, or is Korver on the box? Can't he is? Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought he was. Um, I was just making sure. Um. Sorry, I said yeah. I shook my head yes yeah. without actually responding. Um, I just I don't I don't trust that team, and therefore I have a hard time trusting. It's funny Aiden. because Booker's prices are crazy right now, but I feel like if you put Aiden on another team, his prices would be more. It's yeah. almost like people. Well, just, Booker's prices are crazy because he's well, a one man show. Right. Right. And he's. A guard shoots and is young, yeah, so it makes gonna, sense. He's going to get the ball, and that's the other issue: is that Booker needs the ball. Yeah, he needs the ball a lot. And how does Aiton fit into that picture? Yeah, is it just rebounds and dumping dunks, or is it yeah. actually giving him a you know is it like giving him a chance to shine like Shaq? If he doesn't have the chance to shine like Shaq on teams, who knows? He needs that for sure. If you just keep feeding him, I'm sure he could be a Superstar. And then here's the other thing, is that Carl Towns is by far and away more talented than DeAndre Aiden in my mind because he can shoot the three ball at a super high rate. Um, you know, talking about defense and stuff, I don't really know Aiden's defensive numbers, but that's not really a concern to me when talking about card prices. But I would say that Timberwolves have a much more likely chance to make the playoffs and be a better team, even over the last couple of years, and Towns' prices have only fallen, possibly making him a really good buy right now. Because um, his talent is way above where his price level is. But basically the main point is that you really got to make the playoffs at some point to see your prices go up. Yep. If Aiden doesn't see the playoffs, it's going to be pretty difficult. Um, still think that he's a guy that you should feel decently safe about putting your money oh, in. He's probably safe. I mean, yeah. 20.5 PER last year, which for a center, I don't have the rest of the center's list up here, but it's all right. Yeah, centers are naturally higher uh, to begin with because they always have higher shooting percentages and get a ton of rebounds, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But, but I mean, he had a decent year. Sixteen or er, that's the thirty-six. My bad. Sixteen point three points per game. 10.3 10. rebounds. One point eight assists. Almost a steal. Almost a block per game. Here's the deal: if you're willing to risk a little bit of money in case injuries play a factor long term, you go JJJ one hundred percent. If you want to try to see substantial gains, if you 
want somewhere to put your money in to you know have it be safe, possibly go up a little bit in price depending on how the market shifts in total. Um, or if DeAndre Aiden puts up like 23 and 12 with two blocks, he's a guy you can put your money into. Don't expect a ton in, a ton to come back. Um, I wouldn't put your money in there expecting to double up. I don't see that happening. I you know, could expect JJJ to double up here um, in the next year or two. So that's definitely a possibility. Marvin Bagley also has a higher chance to go up than Aiden in my mind, just because he's yeah. more of a hybrid floor runner. I can would shoot definitely, a little bit. If it's between one ten and one fifteen, and I can get Bagley or Aiden, yeah, I'm grabbing Bagley. Especially because the Kings are closer to their playoffs too. That's a huge yeah. boost and have much more talent around them as a whole. There wasn't a huge difference in their stats last year, so yeah, a little bit different players, similar spots on their team to where they're not the number one option. Yeah. You know, JJJ easily could be the number one option for the next 10 years on that team. I know I know that John's well, going to be the point guard, but I'm saying, like, you know, you're scoring 24 a game. I you can ever, see. You ever concerned that a lot of a lot of good teams outside of, obviously, Golden State, a lot of teams that make a ton of waves aren't the teams with a dominant point guard. Like? Like your LeBrons. Oh. Your Giannis's. Yeah. And, you know, it was Kawhi that led yeah, the, Kawhi. the Raptors last year, not Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got your your uh, Celtics from, you know, for the last couple of years with uh, Kyrie. Kyrie, but otherwise. I mean, they haven't really been that great either. No. Yeah. So I, I almost feel like point guard's overrated. You always want that hybrid, super good defender, yeah. really good scoring, dominant player between Kawhi, Giannis, LeBron, and JJJ seems like you could fit the mold yeah. more so than... Or or a know. dominant combo guard, Jimmy Luka. Butler, well, Luka, yeah. uh, Clay. Uh, Clay, Paul George, yeah. Kawhi, one of those guys instead of um, a strict point guard. The only thing that fits the mold, though, is like Steph Curry and Trae Young, like that. Yeah, and even... Yeah. but. If Steph Curry is the best player, if you put Steph Curry on the Bucks, if you just swap out Giannis and Steph Curry, that team's yeah, true, very true. Not definitely, Pro- probably not, not the number one seed. Going two games within getting to the uh, championship last year. Yeah, yeah. When you think about strictly dominant and what they uh, can obviously do. the Bucks are built around Giannis. The whole defensive scheme is around Giannis being able to kind of go off of his guy. He doesn't usually cover the best player on the floor and is able to kind of prowl around looking for steals and blocks and stuff, but yep. still. The point being, I don't know how this came up, but guards seem overrated in my mind. <laughs> Which is off, off is a tangent off of our main subject. Here. Also not completely re- related to card prices and what they do. But and more, not related to card yeah, prices Yeah, more just related it to just NBA. came up in my mind. And yeah. It bothers me. <laughs> oh, because we were thinking about talking about Chris Paul earlier and Russell Westbrook, and both those guys are two guys that dominant guards. Nothing in the playoffs. Yeah. True. You definitely need a main piece that can do more. The guys on those teams that have gone places, you know, are the combo guard James Harden. Yeah. You know, small forward, power forward, point guard Kevin Durant. Do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Um, 
should probably move on to 2017 draft class here. I know we really didn't talk about Shea a whole lot. But basically, you know about Shea is his prices have went up substantially. $82 in July 27th, now around 23rd. Sorry, July read that 23rd. wrong. Yeah. Now around $135 on August 23rd. One month, $50 swing. It, it seemed like like this. the thing with that is it seems like what I wanted or what I thought happened was buy at 82 sell at 135 once he's playing a lot. Now it's like the season hasn't even started. I can't feel safe putting $135 in the Shea, especially if Chris Paul is still there. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can buy around 80 like it was back a month ago, by all means. Now, not so much. Moving... Oh, you got something here? Uh, I was just going to say, it's also always tough when you... When you're in the market and you know what the prices are at, yeah, it's tough for you to be like, oh, I could have bought at eighty, and now it's one thirty-five. Well, now I can't buy because I, in your mind, you knew you could buy at eighty. Right. So then you already set yourself down but, a peg. But also, it seems it just seems way too high. I like Shay. I think he could be in the good in the future, but I don't think he's like. If we're talking this it's, year, it's, it's not like it, there's guys in here that are guaranteed guaranteed superstars are probably guaranteed to be top five at their position. Yeah, Shea is not one of those guys. No, it's your Luca, your Trey, possibly your JJJ. Yeah, those type of guys. And then one of Bagley and Aiton is going to be a top five center probably next yeah. year. Yeah, totally agree on that. Or both. Or both. Yeah, I mean, I Nate and I were talking about this earlier. I'm in, we're in love with the 2018 top five picks. You know, if one of those guys busts, it's not going to be because they're really that bad in my mind. It's going to be they're just worse than others. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of people will probably end up looking at Aiton like he's a bust because it's just going to be the fact that Doncic and Young and uh, Jaron Jackson or something are just so much better Yeah, because they are just more valuable positions. Yep, for sure. Definitely can see that. Rotating to 2017, uh, if you guys follow us on Instagram, FYI, if you're listening to this right now and you're from the website, you're from Facebook, Twitter, whatever, uh, our, the most of our content is always on Instagram. I know not everyone always visits Instagram or even knows that we do a lot on Instagram. I try to get the other content as much as possible to the other platforms from Instagram. It slips my mind a lot of times just because it's a lot of stuff to manage. But if you like to view more, Definitely on Instagram. There's three posts a day going up there that uh, should help help you guys, or at least you know make you guys better informed about what's going on in the marketplace. Back to this, and the reason why I mentioned that is because I had a post this week about De'Aaron Fox and how his Prism Base cards have gone crazy, like thirty dollars for a raw, seventy five for a PSA ten. Really doesn't add up in my mind. I know there's been some outside stuff going on that people say, but to refocus on this. If you look at his silver prices from July 21st to August 20th, 153 to 223, that isn't a 2.5 times price like his base have done. His base have went from 25 to 75. This is 70 bucks, which yeah, it's went up, but there could be room to grow if people start to look at other things in the market for De'Aaron Fox. I still love him as a player. Uh, as margins get smaller, you don't like him as much for investments, which is tough. But I'd say if you're looking to be to buy De'Aaron Fox, 100% do not buy the base prisms, the base rookies. It makes no sense. Um, you will most likely lose money by the end of the year. But if you're looking to make money elsewhere in De'Aaron Fox, look at his silvers, his blues at 199. You know, if you want to go even higher, you can buy the purples at 75 or optic or contenders or select or, something else. Or look at his backcourt mate, Buddy Hill. <laughs> or you look at the guy no one's talking about. Yeah. I don't even know what his stuff is selling for. I don't know either. Either way. 
Um, that backcourt duo in Sacramento is awesome. I think they're so much fun to watch, and Darren Fox is just super eye-popping what he does on the floor with his speed and his jumping ability and starting to develop more of a shot too, which is, excuse me, which is really cool. But Deer and Fox, decent investment right now. Not as good as he was a month ago, but still decent. Um, and then I'm just going to lump these two guys together since these were two that were always compared to each other um, going through 2017 and somewhat of 2018 as they are playing. But Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, their prices have been virtually following each other over the past year and over the past month. Uh, Tatum was a $245 silver a month ago. Now they're 315 Donovan Mitchell, 228 305 Now, instead of saying to not invest in either, let's talk about which one will we put our money into between Tatum and Mitchell. Where where would you go if you had to? I mean, I love Mitchell. I think I, he's going to be great. $10, just $10 price difference. I feel like I would go Tatum. More Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell is obviously insanely good. Yeah. And he now has Mike Conley, which should really help him out. But he plays on the Jazz. Yeah, it's a. And I know, I know, team isn't generally. I don't feel like team is probably a huge thing, but there's something between the Jazz, who are the Jazz, and the Boston Celtics, who are the Boston Celtics. Yeah. At least in my mind. Um, yeah, there's something between them. And for Jason sure. Tatum did well, and Jalen Brown did well and stuff, and then Kyrie did his whole thing, and nobody. Oh, same number. Uh, <laughs> you lost your train of thought, though. Yeah. Jalen uh, Brown, Kyrie Irving, Jason yeah, Tatum. Yeah, they do. Both Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum did well. Kyrie Irving had his year last year. They both did less than you expect. Now they're both going to be the man in Boston. A huge basketball uh, market. Yep. I think so, too. I expect big things from Tatum. Uh, yeah, I think Tatum's going to have every opportunity to show how good he can be. It's It almost feels like a make-or-break-it right now, not for him as a player, but for his prices, because we were talking about this with a buddy the other week. Um, it's very hard to get back to peak prices after you drop from it. Like, he was at 400 some dollars of silver PSA 10 during that playoff run when he dunked on LeBron before Kyrie came. And now he's down to 315 He was our, all the way down to 200 so it dropped, you know, in half. Um, at this point, he's probably got one more shot to reach those peak prices, which I think he'll do. Um, I think that he can get get back up to four hundred dollars this year, especially with the Eastern Conference and you know superstars. You're, there, you're looking at Giannis and yeah, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, <laughs> Giannis. Oh, I mean, you got some other if guys. Durant gets healthy. Yeah, Kyrie's there. Yeah, but right. it's it's a lot. I don't want to say easier because nothing's easy in the NBA, but it's not as difficult to go through these. It's definitely not as difficult. Old Depot will be healthy. Yeah, true. Yeah, Old Depot's a super nice player. And that that Pacers team is pretty fun, so. Mm -hmm. Um, Then moving down the line there, we chose two dudes that were, you know, below price of these guys and went with Lonzo Ball and Laurie Markkinen. Kyle Kuzma kind of fits into the picture. He's a... third option on the, on the Lakers right now with Anthony Davis and LeBron unless Dwight Howard 
Just well, kidding. Wrong. <laughs> um, but personally, Lonzo Ball at 167 in July and now 175, and also a low sale of 143. Yeah, those both those sales happened on the same day. The 175 was PWCC, so take that with a grain wow. of salt. Yeah. Uh, the other one was 143. So really, he's probably dropped in price from. And this was the the uh, 167 was July 10th. It's not quite a month, uh, or it's a little bit over a month because yeah. there hasn't been a ton sold. Um, but he's definitely probably dropped in price from July till now. Yeah, so I, personally, I wouldn't really be looking to spend 150 bucks on Lonzo Ball. No, there's so much better 150 dollars you can spend. I like him as a basketball player. Yeah, I agree. With I don't that. love him as a. It's funny how many times that happens where you like somebody as a basketball player, or a baseball player, or a football player, maybe not football player, but uh, you just don't like them as an investment. I read this all the time. Uh, people say just because you're baseball good doesn't mean that you're baseball card good. Yeah. Pretty applicable term here with Lonzo Ball. Yep. Um, but with that being said, I'd probably take that money that I wouldn't spend on Lonzo Ball and spend on Laurie Markkinen. Uh, T-Wolves probably made a huge mistake trading him. He's well, seen, they traded the pick. There's no guarantee that, right, that they would pick they him. actually draft yeah. him. Good but I there. would rather have, if they were going to draft him, I'd rather have Laurie Markkinen and uh, Zach Levine and Chris Dunn and then use Zach Levine and Chris Dunn to be traded for other things than a year of Jimmy Butler and no or half a year of Jimmy Butler, whatever it was. It was a year and a half. year and a half. And uh, Robert Covington and... Well, now they trade. You did get a pick. No, got Darius Sarge, and they trade Darius Sarge. Sarge for to move up to draft Jared Culver. Yeah, so I'm he taking Larry Markkinen over Jared Culver and Robert Cup. But then it wasn't really Jared Culver; it was like a quarter of Jared Culver. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. Oh yeah, that's true because you had had to move yeah your move pick the too, pick to so. get there. Yeah, it's just all around. Though you did get, what, Justin Patton in that deal? Yeah, but he was also flipped in the deal to get Robert Covington. Oh. Yeah, so it's a wash at that so point. So it's just, it's just bad all around. Yeah. I'd rather have Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> and and then what use comes down to. Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. Yep. And then, uh, honestly, Laurie Markkinen on that team, that Bulls team, it's interesting. They have a lot of, ran- like, a lot of random pieces who don't really stick out as a, cor- like a group yet. Like your Levine, your Wendell Carter, your... Lori Markkinen, Chris Dunn, all these dudes. Did they get anyone free agency this year? Definitely have a lot of interesting choices. They got someone sure. a free agency, I think. Did they? The main point is that they've always... Well, all they got these, Kobe White. Oh, Kobe White they drafted. They got all these pieces. Doesn't feel like a team yet. Kobe White, Chris Dunn, and... Zach, Zach Levine. Uh, <laughs> somebody's going to have to go. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Levine just plays shooting guard and Chris Dunn's back up. And yeah, that's true. But Laurie Markkinen seems like he could be the guy that comes out as the main the main dog on that team, putting up 20, 22, 23 a game. Well, well, him and Wendell Carter should definitely be an interesting combo. One, two. Seems like a pretty decent combo, though. Not one that doesn't that wouldn't impede on each other for sure. Wendell Carter, who I thought would be a better three point shooter than he was last year. He barely even shot last year. I feel or didn't. He did. He barely shot point point seven attempts per game. Yeah. For a 18% clip. That's so bad. <laughs> uh, well, if you had, let's just say, 
you had $400 to spend here. No, check that. $450 to spend here. What would you do? You can either tag a... For 2017. Yeah, um, only. Because you can tag a Tatum and a Lori or a Donovan Mitchell and a Lori, or you can go the Deer and Fox and Lori. $400? 450 450 Yeah. I buy every Frank Mason silver in existence. <laughs> Dude, Kansas players are not good. <laughs> They're not good. You just wait. He's going to take that two-way contract with the Bucks and turn it into stardom. You heard it here. <laughs> well, I'll give my 450 play. Um, I'd probably go Tatum and Laurie. Makes the most sense to me. You've got yeah, one two, Tatum, one Laurie. Two guys that can go up a lot. If you really want to spread out more, I guess you could go Fox, Lonzo, if you can get around 125, and Markinen, then you get three cards. But Markinen definitely looks like the best deal. The best deal. Considering yeah. his skill level... And price point. And age, too. He's super young, much younger than people might realize. I think he's only 21 right now, too. Which he is, is 22 and 97 days. 22. Here's a fun question. Where is Lloyd Markman from? What country? America. No. <laughs> I mean, he did play in Arizona, right? But yeah, he played Arizona. I, I know he's not from America. It's just messing around. Finland. How many basketball players have came from Finland? Who would have guessed Finland? <laughs> Not me. Nope. Seems like one of those, like, Slovenia. And I can answer that. How many basketball players have come from Finland? Two. Really? Laurie Markkinen and... I don't even want to try to pronounce it. Hanno... Motola? Oh, I was going to say, I heard about... Played one- from 2001 to 2002. I heard... Some dude's name from Sweden that was an NBA player. Couldn't think of the name, but it's Joe Sarepko. Shot .063% from three. He was from Percent? Hel- Hel- he was from Helsinki. Capital of Sweden. I mean, Finland, sorry. Capital of Finland, for those that didn't Whereas, know. Whereas, uh, Lori Markkinen is from Vanta? Vanta? V-A-N-T-A-A. This has turned into Nate butchering every foreign name that well, you can. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm American. Never been outside of America. I'm your classic uh, terrible. Uh, I hit Stockholm in Sweden. Didn't go to Finland though. No. Well, I think so, we. So yeah, yeah. Markkinen from Finland. Yeah. Best Buy. Best Buy right now. JJJ from America. Best Buy. For 2018, 2017 for Lori, they seem like that they can be those centerpiece scoring hybrid dudes that can shoot outside, play inside, stretch fours. Great pieces to teams, great investments. Really like that. Look at Trey Young. Look at Deer and Fox. Deer and Fox is still 223 for a silver, which is good compared to what his other cards are at right now. Uh, one last question for you. Where was JJJ born? Uh, Lansing. Fin- Finland. Shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. He's born in New Jersey. Uh, Atlantic City? Plainfields, New Jersey. 2020 National? Shut Atlantic up. City. My grandma would like that. Well, we're going there next year. She's a big... Well, she was. She was a big casino lady in Atlantic City. A lot of slots? A lot of slots. (laughs) Pull pull the slot, pull the slot. Awesome. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for next week's. We're going to do them once a week, every Tuesday or Thursday, whatever day they go up. 
Yep. Look out for him. Also, live stream posted from last night. We did our Monday live stream at Instagram. Those will start to make its way to the podcast for you guys to listen to. Also, don't forget, Twitch stream Tuesday. We're going to start this up. This is a yes. big thing. This is a brainchild of mine. Uh, we're going to do uh, open some packs. Those are going to be the teams. We're going to play a game against a follower. You know, whoever wins, maybe we'll send the cards out type of thing. Yep. Whoever wins gets the packs. Seems like a pretty cool idea. Works a lot better for NBA 2K because yeah. of limited players than... Yeah, but you just you know take the 10 cards you pull. Yeah. Whatever. For um, but uh, pretty excited about it. We should be starting up... Next week, Tuesday. Next week, Tuesday. And if not next week, Tuesday, Tuesday after that, just keep in mind, if you want to compete against us, please send us a DM. We'd love to throw you on a list and yep. invite you one of the weeks. Maybe we get a couple games in. It'll be 2K. It'll be probably Madden. Maybe some NHL. Maybe. Down the line, if we get a PS4, some MLB The Show. And then uh, if you guys want to top it off with a little fun Fortnite. You know, <laughs> we I'm could always hop game. in Fort. So. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. See you next time.